So I grew up in a family full of secrets. And a lot of them were just really silly, like uh, we introduced ourselves to the census taker as the milk toast family, and we came from the planet Tralfamador. <laughs> but some of our secrets were a little more serious, like the ones my brother and I couldn't talk about, not to our friends or our biological dad, like why the windows were always closed, the curtains drawn, and what my parents were growing in the backyard. And then some of the secrets were bigger. I was 11 and I had a secret pen pal. He was a friend of my parents. And one day he escaped the pen, the federal pen. <laughs> and subsequently our home was raided by police officers and federal agents at six o'clock in the morning on Memorial Day weekend. That's what upset my father the most. And for a really long time after that, we weren't allowed to play in the front yard. We had to stay inside and spy on the undercover agents outside our home. But some of our secrets were darker, uh, and those mostly occurred in my biological father's home. And it took me um, a few decades to unravel those. Uh, but I left home really young, like really, really young. And when I was 19, a few years after I'd moved to Los Angeles, I began experiencing other people's secrets. And I got myself, at 19, finally my first real job. I was a secretary of an office supply company out on La Brea, the main thoroughfare, in plain sight, this little itty-bitty house with its windows and doors all boarded up. So you had to enter from the side. It was super legit. <laughs> My job was to answer phone calls of crying secretaries who had purchased overpriced office supplies, and I would transfer their calls to the operators in the room behind me. And then behind them was another room called the mail room. And I was strictly forbidden to ever enter the mailroom. Sometimes I saw things. And it turns out that this super legit office company was in fact just a front for the Hungarian mob. And we had these bi-weekly drills where we would have to run out the back of the building, hop into these white vans and take off for an hour or two. <laughs> And when I got back, we would have these fabulous buffets of food and these little white envelopes full of cash called job perks. <laughs> so most of my life was really framed in all these fabulous secrets. So fast forward to just a few years ago and I'm living here in Anchorage and I'm running an art magazine and my partner is running an art house and a friend of ours runs a book publishing company and together we share this super big passion for community and the arts and literature. So we start building this vision of something that will be a coffee shop bookstore and an art bar performance space and we call it later the writer's block. And we start hunting for this building and we find one that is just perfect and it's oddly reminiscent of my mom gig. It has no windows. It's surrounded by an eight-foot fence, and it's right on the main thoroughfare of Spinard in plain sight. And the owner hasn't told anybody that he's selling, so we have to go in and check it out and just browse. So imagine five of us enter this very small storefront, and we proceed to browse at the adults-only sex shop. Yeah, the merchandise is covered in like an inch of dust and the signs, even though we can read the language, we don't, we just don't get it. Like, choose your favorite booth. Tokens only, Miss Pac-Man, no pimps allowed. This place was filled with secrets, like 35 years of them. 
So I was estranged from my father most of my life, my biological father, for almost 30 years. And six years ago, when he died, I began this really painful process of blowing the cover off of all the secrets of my childhood that I'd been hiding from. And it turns out that hiding is a really safe way to exist, particularly for those who don't fit within the mold of societal norms. And my mother and stepfather are fringe people. They are bikers and hippies and thespians. And... A lot of the secrets of my childhood are largely products of that. But there's a huge part of my childhood that was under the darkness, the shadow of misdeeds that began in my biological father's home. And when he died, I began to exhume him, to pull those secrets from my past through writing and filmmaking. And it was hugely cathartic, but it wasn't a lot of fun. And it turns out there's a lot of secrets and stories that I will never know the answers to. But I decided that um, to do that, I had to tear down a lot of walls. And it was oddly similar, but with the same kind of determination that we tore down the walls of the adults-only store. We went in with a crowbar and sage and bleach. <laughs> A lot of it. And we pulled those secrets out of those walls, those four by four booths with their TV monitors and their peepholes and their crawl spaces. And we found drugs and needles and condoms and wallets and a family photo. When we had about seven months to wait for construction to move in, we invited all of these artists to inhabit that space, to occupy it. And one night there was this literary event. There was singing and dancing and poetry reading, and we were super immersed in this, crammed in there more than we ought to have been. And the door opens, and there's this guy standing there, and he is an adults-only patron. And we know this because of the look on his face. It was sheer horror. This is a space he'd always been able to inhabit it with in anonymity, but now he's got 75 sets of artsy-fartsy, poetry-loving eyes staring back at him, <laughs> revealing and witness to his secret. When the bulldozer came in and tore that building down, I felt this enormous sigh, much like when I put my father's memory, the memories of my father, back into the ground, along with that acceptance that sometimes not all secrets get to be revealed. And it's with this huge triumphantness of knowing that this accomplishment in January the writer's block is going to open, and there is going to be food and coffee and beer and wine and literature and music, but there is going to be no more secrets. There will be no need to hide. There's just going to be a lot of windows, lots of windows.